Hello and thank you for tuning in to the morning edition of the D1T in 5 for Monday, September 26. Let's jump into the top stories from over the weekend. Georgia Tech is the latest to make a football leadership change as outgoing boss Jeff Collins went 10-28 in three-plus seasons. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution reports Yellow Jackets AD Todd Stansberry is also likely to be on the way out, as well, with an Athletic Association board meeting set for this afternoon. Notably, Collins is contractually due the full amount remaining on his final three years, $10.5 million. New Orleans AD Tim Duncan, we think we have something special brewing on the lakefront. And what might that be, you ask? A football team for the privateers, which could play in an open-air, on-campus, 20,000-seat stadium along the shores of Lake Pontchartrain. But he's not stopping with football, in his State of the Privateers address this week, Duncan proposed a plan to add women's golf, women's soccer and a marching band, as well. The student body must approve an increase in student fees in order for Duncan's plan to come to fruition. The November 9 voting referendum will determine if the proposed increase to a $300 flat fee for part-time students and a $400 one for full-timers goes through, which would fund the estimated $4 million to $5 million annual expense needed to add the four programs. Latest Pac-12 alignment and media thoughts from JohnCanzano.com's namesake, I think the early reports about the back-channeling going on with Oregon and Washington was exactly that, consultants talking with consultants. It happens all the time. Also, the early reports about the Big 12 meeting with Utah, Colorado, Arizona and ASU were just flat wrong. None of the parties say any meetings or serious talks happened. Nielsen reported that 13 million people tuned into Thursday night football for week one. It was a home run. But I'm not 100% convinced Amazon is ready to be in first position with the Pac-12 broadcast rights. The challenges of delivering a stream to a large and live audience were evident at times during the initial broadcast. Don't get me wrong, the Pac-12 would love to have Amazon's money, but I think the conference also values the larger distribution it would get with ESPN and Fox. Wyoming AD Tom Berman on how he sees realignment playing out, I harbor no will to somebody that tries to move leagues. I think it makes sense. I don't think it's going to slow down. There still will be some more movement coming. There's some scenarios, though, where the Mountain West comes out of this better than they are today. What we have to do is hope we are at least as strong and maybe get better. On what the league should be looking for in a new commissioner as Berman also lauds the job done by outgoing commissioner Craig Thompson, we need to hire someone who will help the universities strategically invest in the programs, in a manner that elevates the league as a whole. Also, on college football playoff access, the financial difference between what the Big Ten and the Group of Five and some of the Power Five have is catastrophic. But if you don't have access, you don't even have a chance. We have access. Sports Illustrated's Ross Dellinger reports the bowl season sent a letter to conference commissioners, lobbying for first-round college football playoff games to be integrated with bowl games, not played independently on campuses. Bowl season executive director Nick Carparelli to SI. The bowl system embraces the fact that the CFP is evolving into a 12-team playoff. This is in the best interest of college football. We understand the commissioners are tasked with finalizing the logistics. We are hopeful they will consider all playoff games being integrated into the bowl structure. I don't think it's too late to make changes. We continue to feel the bowls are best suited to provide a quick turnaround these games need. There are so many potential sites that could host these games. We are hopeful they continue to consider that an option.
SMU gets a $15 million pledge from alumni Bill and Liz Armstrong that will go toward the Gary Weber End Zone Complex at Gerald J. Ford Stadium. Groundbreaking is scheduled for early December. Connect and MB Sports's Matt Banker sits down with Learfield EVP of Business Development Solly Fulp and Senior Director of Strategy and Development Caleb Zimmick to discuss how the company is working with collectives through the new Allied Plus initiative, as well as the company's overall approach to NIL. Folk describes the program as one which connects Learfield's brand partners with school IP and student-athletes. I think there's been caution on all parties, including us, about how to enter the space the right way, and with Learfield being the caretaker for IP at 180-plus university and school partners around the country, we wanted to make sure, when you say doing it the right way, that is absolutely critical in bringing student-athletes into the equation. Fulp also notes that what has evolved out of Allied is a number of ADs who have requested Allied Plus leaders dedicated solely to their respective campuses with KPIs that answer the bell on what is best for our respective university. Don't miss the full conversation on Connect. Thank you for tuning in to the morning edition of the D1T in 5 for Monday, September 26. We'll see you back here this afternoon.